Welcome to the Fancy Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Kirk, and I'm with Greg, and let's get it started. Kirk, what's going on, man? Oh, aren't you pumped? Yeah, fresh off the heels of a great, great quarterback ranking show. Now we have the running back dynasty draft ranking show. This will be it'll be tough to top. Hey, before we get into it, though, I just want to give a shout out to our fans out of Mountainside, California. Keeping uh, keeping our posse strong up there. Yeah, I'm. I'm what is it like two o'clock in the afternoon there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is it? What is it? April there? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, so just to, just to recap after our our long break, these are dynasty startup draft rankings. Um, we created this list before the NFL draft, so uh, we don't have any of the the rookies from this year in there, although. Uh, you know, if Josh Jacobs wasn't here, I think he'd still be in the high teens and, and none of these guys would crack the top 10 who we're going to talk about more in depth uh, anyway. So you ready to get started, man? Yes, let's go. All right. Uh, our consensus, number one, pretty easy here. He was the number two in points per game last year. And this again, this is for PPR and that's Saquon Barkley. Easily the number one to me, generational talent, had 2000 combined yards in his rookie year. He had one game where he had. 9.6 points. All other games were classified as good games. Um, he's he's as good as it gets, man. Yeah, not much to argue with. He's fantastic. All right. Uh, actually, our consensus number two is uh, Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott, running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the reason I, you know, have him jumping all the way up to number two is last year, he really showed up uh, in the re- receiving game. He had 77 catches on 95 targets. Um, he averages 101 rushing yards for his career, uh, and that offense is going to continue to go through him. 23 years old, he's he's a stud as well. He has yet to play a full season. He has two 15-game seasons, yet in those two 15-game seasons, he's 1,600 yards and 1,400 yards. He is phenomenal. Even in the game where he was suspended for six games, I think he, he was still in total points for running backs. He was still in the top ten, which is impressive. Yes. All right, great. Hey, moving on. This one is going to shock, and it's not going to be in line with the sleeper at, app uh, rankings, but we have Dalvin Cook uh, here. Um, I can't say enough about this guy. He's averaged 4.7 yards per carry for his career. His TDs are going to go way up without Latavius Murray there. Um, you know, remember, the, the thing on him was always injuries. And remember, he had those nagging hamstring uh, last year. He had the ACL the year before. But last year, I don't know if you remember, he had a long run later in the season. And that was actually cataloged as the fastest any player ran last year. I think he was up to like 22 miles an hour, which, again, that's kind of a funky stat. But that should alleviate any um, you know, injury concerns you have or the fact that, hey, he's not going to be trying 100% if he's still worried about some of those soft tissue injuries. So uh, he's great in the receiving game. Um, yeah. He's only 23. The only thing I'll say, though, is if you get him, because there is injury concerns, you definitely want to get um, definitely want to get Mike Boone uh, as a handcuff, maybe probably earlier than you would originally draft him. So. What do you think about Dalvin Cook? Well, yeah, in in eleven games, he you know six hundred fifteen yards. He's four point six yards a carry. He forty catches. He he seems to be 
uh, on the rise uh, quickly, especially when they clear the, clear the space uh, by getting rid of Latavius Murray. So I think he's going to be a workhorse um, back. So it's if he falls to you and you know in the top five, you should be lucky. Yep. No, couldn't agree more. And, 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 you know, if you're at the top, if you're ahead of three and he's the guy you like, then you just might as well, might as well take him. All right. Number four consensus is uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he had 107 catches last year, which is just crazy. I think he, you know, David Johnson always says that he wants to be part of the thousand yard receiving and rushing club. But I think McCaffrey is really the only one, maybe Kamara, the only ones who actually have a realistic chance to do it. Um, the in- insane thing for him, though, is his snap percentage. Uh, he had eight games last year where he received 100% of the running back snaps. Every other game was over 85%. I don't think that's sustainable, and I don't think they'll do that with him this year. But you still have to love the fact that he's on there more than any on the field more than any other running back. I, yeah, it, it, uh, he's even bulked up even more. I wonder if that's going to – affect his uh running style at all uh he's looks like a, a hulk yeah uh, some of the pictures uh, i 100 107 catches 124 targets now that, that's the only thing that i would be worried about is why what's that's up with the uh the the missing targets i mean you should he's your running back he's not going to be that far down the field well that, that's a cam well that's only yeah. 17 17 incompletions there. I think that's still it's, pretty this good. This is part of the reason why there's only one quarterback to draft and the rest of them suck. And he can't hit his, can't hit his running back. Well, um, yeah, I, yeah, McCaffrey, uh, he, he will not make it out of the top five, uh, this no. year. No. All right. So I think this is, uh, well, actually, I, I think this is our next stud. And after this guy, there's a true tier break. So at, uh, at number five, we have Alvin Kamara. Uh, special thing about him, he's had 100-plus targets in both his years in the league. Um, you know, this is going to be his first year without Mark Ingram, so let's see what that what happens there. In the four games uh, prior to Ingram coming back last year, you know, Ingram was suspended. Uh, Kamara was averaging 34 fantasy points a game, which is pretty impressive. He's not going to be a guy to get 20 to 25 carries, but he can hurt you in the receiving game where those touches are more – valuable than carries yeah yeah he, he's it, it, this is going to be an interesting season with uh uh him being kind of just the the lone wolf so um i i, I hope he falls to 10 <laughs> yeah no we'd love to take him there it just um the only thing with him i'd be curious to see how many touchdowns uh latavius murray vultures from him which you've got to assume there's that will happen Yes, absolutely. He will. Yeah, he'll take it away. So, all right, man. Um, at uh, at number six, we actually have two players. Uh, the first one is Melvin Gordon, who I have ranked at six. Kirk, you have at seven. He has been a top six running back in points per game the last three seasons um, after his pretty bad rookie season. Um, when he plays, he is the model of consistency. But here's his Here's the amount of games he's played per year, uh, 12, 16, 11, and 12. So he's very injury prone. You have to account for that. Now, the last three years, he's been a, a touchdown machine, um, you know, but he's the one to where, you know, you and I have the last pick in the first round. 
and he's going to – he may very well be there, um, or maybe he, he may get taken right before us, but um, he could be the first running back that falls into that second round round group there. And if, you know, if there's somebody out of the next five or six guys we talked about that you like more, um, these these guys are kind of really, really close here in the second tier. Yeah, he, he's, he seems to be kind of – his stats are un, underwhelming when you – when you watch him play and watch how well he actually does. I mean, it, it's, it's, he, I think he's a better player than what his stats show. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I mean, I had him last year and when he was on the field, he was, he was fantastic. I mean, yeah. he, he was number five in points per game. He averaged you know 23 fantasy points per game and, and PPR. It's just, I guess I'm just looking at the total stats. He's under 500 yards receiving, you know, but he gets, you know, 40 or 50 catches. He's only got over 1,000 yards once rushing. But, you know, 12, 12, and 14 touchdowns is pretty ridiculous for, um, you know, someone who, yeah, you know, with those numbers. So that's that's why I, I think he's better. I guess maybe I, when I look at him, I think he's a, he's a much higher ranked player. Uh, he couldn't have got off to a better start last year. It was really the reason that he's frustrated some people is he did not help you in the first. Uh, he was out weeks 13 through 15, and then he came back for the championship game and, and only got you 14 points. So that wasn't real fun. Moving on. All right. Hey, so, again, we have another player tied for him at six. Uh, this This is probably the guy we're talking about the most. I have at number eight. Kirk, you have up at number five. Yeah. Uh, all he's done the last two years is be the number one uh, ranked running back in points per game. Last year, he had 26.6 points per game. That is the best since 2006. Um, and since since 2003, that's the third best season. Only LaDainian Tomlinson and Priest Holmes have had a better year. And, you know, the big thing with Gurley is his usage was so odd late last year, especially when they needed him playoffs and Super Bowl. Um, there's talk of some knee issues that give you concern. Malcolm Brown, their backup running back, signs with Detroit, and the Rams quickly matched an offer to keep him in L.A. They trade up to draft a running back in the third round um, out of Memphis, Daryl Henderson, uh, who is a who I think can be a three down back in the NFL. So all those things point to major, major concerns with Gurley. Um, if you take the gamble on him, I mean, he's got the highest upside out of any of these guys, but also the most risk of anyone in the top 15. Here's uh, here's something that's a little unnerving. Now, I don't know how much stock you put into preseason defensive rankings, but uh, when it comes to strength of schedule, for running backs, uh, he uh, Todd Gurley faces the 32nd easiest, which would mean that that he has the hardest road ahead, according to preseason defensive rankings against running backs. Now, mm. again, he's a stud, and it didn't seem to bother him last year, and I, I don't think it's going to be a bother this year. It seems just to be the knee. Yeah, and the thing is, like. You know, he, he's been such a touchdown machine the last two years. You, you think he can still be extremely relevant with less touches, but it's just a matter of how uh, how how little is he going to be on the field. That's, that's the main concern. Right. 
All right. Uh, at ranked at number eight, I have him at seven. Kirk, you have him at eight. Last year, he was ninth in points per game, and that's Joe Mixon. Um, surprisingly, he was ninth in points per game last year. It doesn't seem real, uh, or that, that doesn't seem um, – I guess it doesn't fit his season because he kind of did fly under the radar just with the yeah. Bengals were so bad. And tell you the truth, they get they get the new offshoot from the um, from the Sean McVay offense uh, as a coach, Zach Taylor. So I think he's only going to get better. He's efficient in the passing game, and um, you know he's only twenty two years old, so he's the youngest out of out of all these guys. So. Uh, that we've talked about so far, so lots to like about Joe Mixon. Yeah, the 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 numbers the numbers that stand out is you know he's almost got a five yard uh, rushing average. Um, he had eight touchdowns. That's not too bad. He only played fourteen games. Uh, this is the this is the one that's kind of bothersome. He had f- uh, forty three receptions, but he could he didn't even get over three hundred yards uh, in the receiving game. I would I would expect that to go up. Um, yeah, because that that's pretty pitiful. So hopefully in that offense, the the reception total should go up a little bit, but the yards should be you know a little bit higher than that. Yeah, I, I expect a lot of screen. You know, you know, think about Todd Gurley last year's the screens that got him out in open space and could run forever. I expect him to do a lot with uh, a lot of that with Joe Mixon this year. So it'd be be great. All right. Okay, so the last four players we're going to talk about are all tied at number nine. Okay, so we got a log jam here. So yeah, you, so let's talk about all four, and then curious to see which one. Well, I guess I can. We can talk about your rankings and which one you have ranked higher. Um, start with the first one is the guy I have ranked the highest. That's Le'Veon Bell. I have at nine. Kirk, you have at twelve. Yeah, obviously. Didn't play last year. The year before, he was second in points per game. The year before that, first. Um, as far as we know, he could still be the best running back in the game. Uh, that offense is going to run through him. I think uh, with a young quarterback, you're going to see a lot of dump-offs to him. He's got a very safe floor in uh, PPR leagues. Um, there was a, a rumors of him ballooning up to 260 pounds in the offseason, but uh, I'm not worried about that at all. Um, where I really worry about him though is touchdowns. Is you know how good is that offense going to be? How how many rushes is he going to get within the the ten or even the five yard line? I don't think a lot. Um, and then in dynasty, you have to take into account he is twenty seven years old. So yeah, well his his history of uh, of missing the the first part of the season in Pittsburgh always set him back. Um, he's now missed the entire season. I just, I feel like he's, he's got a lot of catching up to do. Um, and, and maybe next year he's going to be back to form, but I just think he's going to be kind of behind and you might even see a, uh, hamstring or whatever soft tissue injury, whatever you want to call it, uh, early on. That's kind of my, it's almost like a warning. Don't don't place all your hopes and dreams on him this year. I would wait till next year. Okay. All right. Uh, next I have at 10 and you have at 11. Um, last year was number seven points per game. And that's the guy who filled in for Le'Veon Bell. That's James Conner. Um, you know, the, the thing he has going for him is Pittsburgh historically in the Mike Tomlin era, their running backs, their starting running backs are workhorses and, and they get 90% of the snaps. Um, you know, and, and, 
even though they may say early on that they want to go to a committee, Pittsburgh just never does it. Uh, I think his upside, especially in PPR leagues, is is top three or four. Um, I have concerns about his injury and his longevity, especially for a dynasty league. I just don't, you know, as much as I'm rooting for him because he's an eerie guy, I just don't know that he's going to be around for more than three years. I, I just don't see that in the cards for him. But uh, like him a lot. They did draft a running back in the fourth round. They have a good backup in Jalen Samuel. So, um I don't know. We'll see. And he surprised a lot of people last year, and you know I think he's going to be the similar st- style player, um, being his second year as as the workhorse. So I, I, I'm optimistic about this year. If if he has to be on my team, I'm 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 okay with that. I'm good with that. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you. How long is he going to last? Yeah, and, and the thing with Pittsburgh is I, I I'm not saying it because I'm a homer, but. I think their offensive line, at least for run blocking, is is probably the best in the league, and um, anybody's going to have success there. So it, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, it. it this is going to be his third year. They don't need to re-sign a running back to a big deal, right? Uh, to have success for somebody to have success there. So I agree. All right, moving on. Uh, next, we have Nick Chubb. Um, uh, I have at eleven. Kirk, you have his at ten. He was ranked 25th in points per game last year. That's a little deceiving, though, because it was a few weeks in, uh, not till or about a third of the season went by until he was really the starter and Carlos Hyde left the team. Uh, he is handicapped in a PPR league, though. That's that's what gives me concern about him. And then finally, there's the question of what does Kareem Hunt mean to this team? Kareem Hunt will be suspended for the first eight games of the season. Uh, I don't think it's crazy to say that Kareem Hunt, you know, may be more talented than Nick Chubb. So what does that look like? Um, last year he had 10 total touchdowns. If he can get that up to 15, um, he has top five potential, um, you know, if he increases in the reception game. But I don't know. I there, You know, the thing in Cleveland is they may be putting a good football team together, but what does all this mean for fantasy football? How many Are there too many mouths to feed? Well, uh, no. Oh, no, I think I think watching the offense last year in the second half with kitchens underneath it, it, it he he was able to, to utilize the players in the best way possible. So I think I think uh, uh, Chubb being now second full year uh, the starter going in, I think the passing game is going to be a little bit different for him. Um, he'll probably be utilized more. Uh, Duke Johnson will be more of a relief for the first eight games, and then he'll become irrelevant after Kareem Hunt gets in. Uh, yeah. and, and then, then that's the worry: is what's going to happen there. So, uh, if Kareem Hunt wasn't signed, then I would, I would, I would probably, you know, still keep Chubb at this spot. But yeah, uh, I'd feel more comfortable ranking him at the it, tenth spot. Yeah. And everything out of the Browns camp said there's just cream hunts doing everything right. He looks great. Right. They love him. So, yeah. All right. Finally, the last guy here at number nine, I have at 12 Kirk. You have at nine and that's David Johnson. Uh, last year, 11th points per game. Um, going back a few, you know, three years ago, he was number two and then number one before that. The big question is how good will the offense be? You know, they're talking a lot of five receiver sets with, uh, you know, the air raid offense with um, 
Kingsbury out there, and you know they they drafted uh, Kyler Murray this year, and and a, and a couple very good receiver prospects. So um, it you know last year he was eleventh, like I said, points per game, but it did not feel that way. Uh, only three point six yards per carry, and he had a couple games where he had two touchdowns, and that really padded his stats. Uh, other than that, though, it just uh, it just didn't feel good, and and. He and that's why I have him the lowest out of all these guys here. Buy buy low, sell high. I this is if this was the trade, if this is the keeper league, this is where you'd want to make a play for him. I mean, in a down year, he had 940 yards and 50 catches, and you know that's a that's a good season by some of these others other players' uh, standards. And that was a down year in a yeah. Bad- with bad coaching and bad play calling. So I'm, I'm expecting a, maybe not a meteoric rise, but a fairly quickly rise back to uh, form from 2016, not the TDs. I don't know how he's going to get 20 TDs, but right. Yeah. That's you know, that, that ain't happening. He's, he's going to get over, he's going to get over a thousand yards and then get close to a thousand yards receiving. And, you know, I think that's going to be more realistic. All right, man. Well, hey, let me uh, let me just run through the rest of our rankings uh, again. Just want to caveat: the, this was before the the NFL draft. So, like our next guy, Sony Michelle, we have at thirteen. Um, you know, they drafted Damian Harris, a talented running back out of Alabama. Also talked about Michelle um, having some knee issues too. But uh, he after tells him, the guy, you like him, huh? Yes. I. But he he. The other thing, I guess, real quick on him, he's like Nick Chubb. He offers nothing in the receiving game. So he is handicapped in, in PPR leagues as far as that's concerned. Um, next, we have on Johnson and Darius Geis tied at 14. Geis is a huge question mark. Uh, they've already talked about him splitting time with AP this year. Um, so actually, if I had to redo these rankings, he would probably be a little bit lower in my book. Kirk, you probably have him a little bit more appropriately ranked at 16. Yeah. I do. Uh Okay, and a player that's kind of rising in my eyes is Aaron Jones. Uh, I have a 17, Kirk, you have a 15. Um, all he's done since he's been, you know, last year when he played was Purdue. So, and they didn't draft anybody. I think he's going to be the man there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he, he's, this is the, he's kind of out of whack on rankings, but can't help it. Yeah, he's, he's somebody we can look at getting back in that third, fourth round turn. Yeah. Um, maybe worth it there. 17, Leonard Fournette. Similar to Aaron Jones, uh, the Jags did not go out and get anybody in the draft. Uh, so it seems like he's he's all alone there, and they're they're giving him every every chance to succeed there. Yeah, good luck. Uh, yeah, the last player that we both had ranked in our top twenty was Derrick Henry. I have an eighteen, Kirk. You have a twenty. Um, so reluctant. <laughs> oh it, yeah, the, look, whoever drafts him is not going to feel great about it, and. You know, if you were high on him last year, you can't really gloat. He had the monstrous games when it really counted, but he was a disaster leading up to there. You can look at the end of your stats and say a thousand yards and a good yards per carry, but it really came down to about three games at the end of right. the season. Right. Um, but the only the reason I have him ranked so high is because they rode him into the playoffs, so that obviously worked, and they are talking about doing the same thing this year. So. It may be worth the, the gamble there. He's by far the least effective in the passing game. I mean, he is just a he is just a ball carrier. That is it. Yeah, yeah. He's he's from the Nick Chubb Sony Michelle cut. 
Uh, okay, now we have a couple players that you know I have ranked that you don't. Uh, and Kareem Hunt and Devonta Freeman, I don't know if I were to redo these rankings, Kareem Hunt would probably not be in there. Um, I just feel like he is going to, you know, he's on a one-year deal with Cleveland. I think he's going to get a gig somewhere after this year. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a big mystery of, I mean, you take a chance on him, but hopefully if you've drafted him, you've drafted two other or three other running backs already. Yep, and then uh, the two that you have ranked in the top twenty that I don't have ranked are Philip Lindsay and Marlon Mack. These um, are sleepers. Yeah, if if I had to pick one of the two, I, I think I'd pick Marlon Mack. Philip Lindsay, you know, undrafted guys, where teams don't spend a lot of draft capital on them. They just they're very easy to you know if they hit one bump in the road, the team's not invested in them and they can go elsewhere. So I love those two for redraft this year. Just dynasty, I guess, you know, especially with Marlon Mack because the, the Colts. We're talking about drafting a running back, and they didn't. So that was – I think when we were doing these rankings, Jay Ajayi was there visiting, so that kind of scared me away a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. Marlon but he's Mack looking is, good. Marlon Mack is, is good. He's the guy – he's the guy – if out of those two, pick him. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny because you have Lindsey ranked ahead of Mack. So. I know, I know, but just like you said, I mean, it's the – I mean the, – They haven't – they haven't brought anybody else in. Yeah. So – all right, man. Well, hey, great job. Uh, this is our last episode before our startup draft, which will take place on Sunday uh, on Mother's Day because that's a made-up holiday that we don't care about. Yeah. So. Uh, but, we, we, but I'm going to pretend that I care about it. Yes. But we So we will bring you some shows from the draft if we can. If not, we'll do some immediate draft uh, recap and analysis and then – the next, you know, probably dozen shows or so, we're going to be recapping every team's draft and and establishing our power rankings and previewing the the upcoming season. I'm fired up, man. How about you? Spoiler alert: I know who the number one team is. Yeah, well, it's probably not going to change from our current rankings, and we know who's number one right now. That's right. <laughs> All right, dude. Hey, and just real quick, want to thank Mike Newcomer for his input on the last episode. As always, he's. He is just a, a, a football genius. Yeah. He's drawing from drawing from all his experience. He's a volcano of information. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, that's all for the fancy boys. We're signing off. And fading out.